0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's splendid tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently to get a taste of what they're truly all about. You can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersAndBakers.com
1: Welcome in everybody to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me on a Wednesday after Old Miss took care of business in the midweek. That doesn't sound like a lot, and honestly, it's really not anything super noteworthy, except for if you look around the rest of the SEC. Last night was a uh, a giant slaying night, uh, not for Ole Miss. Clearly, easily, comfortably took care of business against Arkansas State. Uh, otherwise, in the SEC, not so much. Vanderbilt lost to Central Arkansas. Lamar beat Texas AM. and Louisiana Monroe beat the absolute crap out of Mississippi State sort of I mean it was like 11 to nothing at one point ended up being 11 to 5 that's still getting beaten the crap out of especially against Louisiana Monroe at home so that's a good thing midweek baseball sometimes gets weird it did not get weird in Oxford last night but with all due respect to the players on the field and what they did, for example, Ty Malone got in the lineup, hit a home run, in on the hands, hit it 430. He is such an impressive athlete. A dead center, like up on the tennis screen batter's eye, like up on it. Um, he's just an impressive athlete. I'm curious to see if he gets more run on weekends because, I, I mean, there, there's got to be something in Mike Bianco that wonders if he can produce on weekends. That You can't teach that power. You, you, you simply cannot just – you've got another guy on the team that has that kind of power in Kemp Alderman, but could you imagine if you give Malone some shots and you realize that hey, he can be a viable option on the weekend and, and you've got – Those two bats, those two power options in your lineup, that would be insane. I don't know. I don't know if it's realistic or not, but I do know he is a hell of an athlete regardless. The fact that he can play football, miss all of fall, miss everything. I mean, miss the summer as well. Like other guys are going out to the Cape or whatever, and he's getting ready for football season to to just step into the box and hit a home run in his first start as a sophomore in college baseball just shows you how impressive an, uh, of an athlete he is but i'm curious to see if they give him some weekend runs just to find out you know how useful he actually can be if maybe you use him in pinch hitting situations or you give him a start like a dh on a sunday or something you know if, if he's a viable option beyond just the arkansas state game because his home run to at bat ratio is as good as anybody in college baseball at this point in his limited sample size so anyway that was noteworthy that was cool alderman hit one he's having a hell of a start to the season but everybody's eyes were not necessarily on the game itself they they took care of business all good nothing you can read into midweek baseball games this weekend is going to be really fascinating for old miss with maryland coming to town certainly not a team that would be the tops of the SEC or anything, but definitely a good, competent baseball team, ranked in the top 15. Probably a little overrated, if we're being honest, but either way, we'll learn a lot about this baseball team this weekend, especially considering the news that came out last night. So again, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, all under the same name, at Michael Borky. So Hunter Elliott, that's, that's the story for Ole Miss today. Is uh the injury status of Hunter Elliott. The uh the the Twitter sphere uh was kind of blowing up before the game about rumors about Hunter Elliott's injury. Um Chase Parm did an especially good job at providing context before the game about it, it it wasn't anything that happened like during his start on Friday. He didn't throw a pitch and then feel it, like something pop, and then he was like, Oh, I can't feel my hand. It wasn't like that. It was a little bit more um, of of soreness, and he threw, and, and there was a little forearm issue there. So it's an indicator of something bad, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is the obvious thought, which is Tommy John. So that that was out there with no real definitive answer, but then it was announced, or whatever, that... Mike Bianco was going to talk about it after the game. If you were looking for clarity, you didn't get it after the game, if we're being honest. Here is Mike Bianco's full quote about Hunter Elliott last night. Here's the quote. I was asked earlier and just figured we'd give it all to you guys because we don't have a lot of information. But after Friday's start, Hunter felt some tightness in his forearm, which is concerning. It's not normal for him. And so he felt it again on Sunday. Through though, it felt okay, no soreness throwing. Through again on Monday, but precautionary. We had an MRI taken Monday afternoon and still really don't have the results yet. Sent the MRI off to several orthopedics and getting information over the next couple of days to kind of find out what the plan of attack it is. But because having the MRI, we think it's in his best interest that he doesn't throw this weekend. So clearly there is something there. There is something that is causing him to feel sore. But he he was able to throw and it yeah I don't want to read into this honestly because everybody's first thought is well, clearly he needs Tommy John. And I don't think that's that's clear. And I said everybody's thought, not everybody's thought. Some people think that. And it doesn't appear to be that clear or cut and dry. He he may not need it Uh, we don't know this is not uncommon to have some soreness Doug Nikhazy went through it and he came back and pitched without having to shut it down for the season and get surgery so maybe this is the case right now it 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 doesn't sound like it's the worst case scenario but we just we don't know so we will have to see either way Ole Miss is going to be without Hunter Elliott with some period or, or for some period of time Jack Doherty is going to slip right into that Friday role. He's, that makes a lot more sense uh, than moving the true freshman up or, or moving the very inexperienced guy on Sunday. to Saturday. Doherty on Friday makes sense. He's experienced. He's very valuable. He's got the stuff that can be good. Um, on Fridays, he has shown you on the biggest stage of the sport that he is perfectly capable, pitching in difficult environments and situations. So that makes a ton of sense. Depth is now a, a bit of a concern, but... You know, two things I think are working in Ole Miss's favor here. Absent how long Hunter Elliott's out for. Last season, and I know the regular season was quite bad, honestly, but they, they didn't figure out their rotation for quite some time. It took a long time for that team to to have pitchers emerge and they ended up winning the national championship. But also, it kind of feels like there's not really much pressure because there isn't there's no pressure on Mike Bianco so these next few weeks he'll you would think he'd be more willing to give guys shots more extended innings things like that because it is the non-conference and their RPI and all that stuff is going to be totally fine and the SEC record is what matters and they're weeks away from playing conference games um I wouldn't be surprised if you see some experimenting over the next few weeks from Mike Bianco, trying to figure out who fits into what role and and who can give him extended innings and and stuff like that without feeling the pressure of, I got to win, you know, because he doesn't got to win right now. The the pressure's totally off, and again, the RPI is going to be good, and conference play is what matters, and um, we'll see. I'm curious to see how he handles this, but at best, you're going to be without Hunter Elliott for – at least a little while, at worst, possibly uh, the entire season. We will see. But um, I'm curious to see how Mike Bianco handles it, and I'm curious to see how much experimenting he does trying to figure out who can fit into what roles because right now it's not definitive. I mean, you know who's going to close games and you know who's going to start games, but you have no idea who is valuable in between. Uh, So uh, we will see that that was 8 minutes of i don't know we'll see but that's kind of where things sit right now with Hunter Elliott is you, you just don't know they they didn't give much i don't know until they give something definitive i i just simply uh don't know but it doesn't sound like if they knew it was torn and he needed Tommy John i, I think they would have told everybody by now maybe i'm wrong that's my guess but um but we'll see. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and you and your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has got you covered. Again, ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. So anything from copiers and printers and, Mail machines, cloud storage, data security, phone systems, projects, IT projects, whatever it is. If it's tech, if it's in the office, and you or your business needs it, absms.com is the website. They have got you covered. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. They have 16 locations conveniently scattered across the state of Mississippi to serve you. And they do more than just allow you to check balances or um, you know, pay bills online. You can transfer funds. You can make payments, set alerts, more. They've got great loan servicing department. Uh, ask me how I know because I'm using them uh, for a possible, not a possible. I'm using them for a loan upcoming. So Priority One Bank is is hooking me up and, and let them do the same for you. They're uh, again 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. Check them out today. Priority One Bank. All right, turning the page to basketball. There's a There's been a lot of talk, even though the job isn't even open yet, but everybody knows the score, knows the deal. Ole Miss will be looking for a basketball coach uh, very soon. I also uh, believe that they've already been looking for a basketball coach or at least, you know, what they can do without the job being publicly open. I believe they've been doing that for quite some time you know, already. So everybody knows the score. That's the deal. But a lot of people are talking about Chris Chris Beard and Will Wade. And I've talked about Will Wade on here with you guys before. uh, But here's more extensive thoughts. This is from the radio show yesterday. Here's more extensive thoughts from me. um, And and you'll hear Haydad's voice as well. On Keith Carter, Ole Miss basketball, Chris Beard, and Will Wade. And what I would do if I were Keith Carter. So, that is uh that's coming your way right now and that will also end the podcast so thank you guys so much for tuning in here are my thoughts on chris beard will wade and uh the soon-to-be coaching search for old miss basketball here you go if we're being honest that old miss basketball is about to have an opening everybody knows the score There's, there's no if it's it's done it's going to happen a coaching search is going to happen and Because of that, and because of the lack of any kind of excitement into the program, people are already talking about candidates. I get a message a day, somebody either pitching me a candidate as if I have any say, or talking about two in particular. So, uh, Richard, last week on this show, said that Ole Miss will not be hiring Chris Beard, the former Texas coach, or Will Way, the former LSU coach. I don't know what Richard knows, but I know what I would do. So we'll look at it from from that angle. Talk about it from that perspective. If I were Keith Carter, this is what I would do. Chris Beard, as you guys know, was arrested and fired from Texas after, at best, a physical altercation with his fiance. Those charges were dropped recently. Will Wade, different story, got in NCAA trouble thanks to a Wiretap catching him discussing payments to players. Got fired from LSU, is currently doing a podcast while he awaits uh, his verdict from the NCAA. I have seen and heard from Ole Miss fans that have said anything from if Keith Carter does not hire one of those two guys, he is not serious about winning. All the way to, he better not hire one of those two guys, or else the program is a joke. I mean, everything, that and in between. So, if I were Keith Carter, if I were in his shoes, knowing what I know about Ole Miss basketball and its history, and its standing in the pecking order, I would look into both of them. I would. I would because there is no shot coaches with those resumes would ever consider Ole Miss under normal circumstances. And reportedly both of them would want the job if they were given the opportunity. But there's also a reason that they would, because their options are going to be kind of limited.
0: But if they I were, don't currently have
1: jobs, they don't currently have jobs. If I were Keith Carter, I would look, I'll look into both of them. But I would really push back on the people that say if uh, two things they're both available and you better hire them because you don't know if they are both available right now. Take Will Wade, for example, if I were Keith Carter, I would, I would hire Will Wade. If you knew that he is not going to get a show cause, I would hire him. That is my opinion. Other people don't share it and that's okay. But I would hire him because Will Wade's crimes are literally celebrated now. Not only are they legal by the state of Mississippi and the 49 other states in this country, but they are celebrated. On3 literally has an NIL tracker where you know how much the players are getting and what their deals are. Will Wade's crimes, albeit very stupid at the time, I ripped on him all the time because it was remarkably stupid, are legal now. However, you don't know he's going to get off. Now, there are there's a lot of reporting saying that he is. And if that's the case, I would hire him right away. That That's just me. But until they would, know for I, sure, he's not hireable. Because you can't hire a coach and then fire him three months later when he gets a show cost. You can't do that.
0: Yeah. I would definitely, if I'm picking between these two, I'm definitely going Wade. Because... The, the the especially if you don't know he's getting the show cause right if you know that he's not getting one you're fine do it but with beard i know the charges have been dropped that is just an ominous yeah. thing that the charges were ever brought up in the first place and that's not something you want to have to go back like if if he if will ray is probably not going to get busted for cheating again right in this nil era right he's not but if Chris Beard something happens and he gets arrested again, you are going to eat a plate of crap. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. So Wade it's hard to ble- it's hard to believe you're going to say this, but Wade is the safer choice for sure of those two.
1: And, and I know Sean is probably the
0: better coach, but
1: got a got a better resume.
0: Um Yeah.
1: uh, Sean Miller got hired at Xavier before his punishment was handed down because apparently they knew that he wasn't going to get one. If that is the case, then yes, I say hire him. But unless they know for sure, he might not be available until they know for sure. That's what I would do. With Chris Beard, I would vet him. I have seen and heard from people say uh, that have said Keith Carter should vet him. But when you say that, you have to know that the outcome might not be good. Mm. There's a chance in the vetting that they find something else. There's a chance that they don't. But there's a chance not only when they talk to people that were involved. By the way, Texas fired him. Texas fired him for a reason. I don't think you can deduce it however you want. But Texas knew the details. They waited. They didn't fire him immediately. They waited. They gathered information and they terminated a guy as good as him. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's something else. Maybe in the vetting process, they find that there's another problem. Or maybe in the vetting process, they find that they should really be worried that it happens again. When you say Chris Beard's available, I don't think that's exactly true. He's available to vet. You are now clear to go down that road. You are not necessarily clear to hire him. Because if there is something else, or if there's a fear that it's going to happen again, I don't think that person is hireable. So you've got to, and maybe people just don't have trust in the athletic department to do it this way, but you've got to trust that if they go down that road, I'd be willing to bet they already have, honestly. And they end up deciding, no, it doesn't mean they're not serious about winning there's a chance that they find something that they don't like beyond what they already know and decide, you know what? Can't do it. That's That has to be okay with people. And some don't see it that way. And I disagree with that. I think you explore it because you are never hiring a coach of that caliber under normal circumstances. But you have to be okay with saying no if you find more, which is totally, completely possible. And so when you have to hire one of those two guys. I don't think not doing that means that Keith Carter's not serious about winning. It just means that there's a hangup. There's a possible hangup with will Wade. He might get a show cause and until they know for sure that's yeah. on the table.
0: beard beard feels like the kind of guy who's gonna have to go back to a small school and build his way back up, build up the trust. Yeah. five, six years of, of, of living you know scot- free. To, to to do that because, I'll be honest with you, yesterday was the five year anniversary I think of the uh, the dismissal of Andy Canizero. Hmm. and that's a guy that wasn't vetted. John Cohen did not vet him; just hired him, knew him knew him from the road. didn't Didn't go through all that, and I don't know that anything would have come up, but maybe something would have come up that would have been like, man, I don't know, and then obviously not the same situations. But you know, you talk about vetting, and it's why it's important. Yeah. I think Beard has to, you know, he'll be next year at a mid-major, coach there a few years, get them into the tournament, and then be able to come back to a power five job yeah. if he's, you know, kept his nose clean between now and then.
1: And you know, Wade, I, on the
0: other hand, I think can get back in.
1: Yeah, right away, as long as you know that uh, a show cause isn't coming. So I, I would explore them both. Uh, I know some people say that they shouldn't. More people say that they should. I, I would explore them both. I would but I would also be okay with passing on somebody with Beard's caliber. And it's not because I'd be afraid of Dan Wolken or, or whatever. It's not about a news cycle. It's about what would happen to your program forever if something like that were to happen again while you, just months after the alleged incident, uh, gave him millions of dollars to, to coach your program. there There is more risk associated than some people are giving it credit for. I've, I've seen people compare him to Bruce Pearl. Well, Bruce Pearl's at Auburn. Those situations are not, are not at all the same. There's more risk in that. I think it would be totally appropriate to go down the road and explore and vet those guys, and I don't think if it ends with them not being hired, it means that they're not serious. Both things can be true. And then there's a lot of criticism about, well, you can't just hire a mid-major. Where did Eric Musselman come from? Where where did Nate Oates did
0: come Jans from? Chris Jans come
1: from. Where did Chris Jans come from? Where where did Chris Beard come from before Texas Tech hired him? Where did Will Wade come from? Doesn't mean you're not
0: serious. And that's just that's just the easier decision, too. Sports
1: First one we get is what happened to innocent until proven guilty. I understand what you are saying, I truly do, but that is a that is a legal principle only. That that does not necessarily Have to apply when you are hiring coaches, you can, or employees, or anybody you can hire a coach for.
0: I ask that question all the time, right there. Like, would your business hire someone who, even if they weren't found guilty, was arrested on domestic abuse charges?
1: Very recently.
0: Do you take, do you, yeah, in the last two months, do you, does your business take that risk? Now think about what your business is versus what Ole Miss Athletics is in terms of a multi-million dollar company. There is no innocent until proven guilty in terms of the business world.
1: Yeah, that is just a, a legal principle. But to your point, though, and why I say you sh- they should open the door and explore. But but fans have to be comfortable with the idea that they open the doors, explore, and don't like what they find, and they decide not to. Now, if they don't do that, I think that's a mistake. Truly, if they don't ever at all kick the tires on Chris Beard or Will Wade, to me, that's a mistake. Not hiring them would also not be a mistake, in my opinion. I don't understand the criticism of you can't hire a mid-major coach. When that's where all of the good coaches have come from. The two that fans are clamoring over. Will Wade won at VCU and Chattanooga before LSU, or reverse. Chattanooga, then VCU, before LSU gave him their shot. Chris Beard was at Little Rock. Mm -hmm. Chris Chains was at New Mexico State. Nate Oates was at Buffalo. Uh, That's where these guys come from. That's where great coaches come from. If that's the road they go down, it doesn't mean it's a failure, and it doesn't mean they don't care about winning in basketball. It's not what they mean uh, at all. Here's a text, but aren't there some really good up-and-coming coaches at smaller schools without the baggage? I mean, uh, apparently, it's been reported that Chris Holtman w- would be somebody interested in the job. Now, his team is not good this year, but Chris Holtman has made seven consecutive NCAA tournaments, seven straight Seven straight at two two different stops combined for those seven straight. He recruits well. He runs a fun style of play. Been to the Sweet 16. Has won a tournament. In those seven straight years, has won at least one game in six of them. So they are going into the tournament. For whatever reason, this season, it's not working at Ohio State. And, and there's a chance that there could be a clean break and allow him to reset. Also, he has family in Mississippi. Now, considering Ole Miss is Basketball history of nine total NCAA tournaments. Are fans really going to turn their nose up at somebody that's been to seven straight? Is that really what... Uh, so, the hire those two guy or bust does not make sense to me. At all. At all. Now, they c- there can be a bad hire. There, there are guys that they could possibly hire that won't fill up the arena right away. But at the end of the day, as long as they win, people will show. Ask Mississippi State. Did how many Mississippi State fans knew who Chris Jans was when he was hired? How many knew? Very few. Not a lot. Not a lot. They've played packed home games in conference play. Almost all of them have been, have been packed home games. Why? Because they started playing well basically right away.
0: Something. Something else to consider. And like I, I know everybody cheats, but there's cheating and then there's cheating. Can Will Wade win without cheating?
1: He did at VCU in Chattanooga. Did he? He did. Yeah.
0: Maybe he was cheating on whatever their level well, was. You know, it wasn't. But I mean, it's a legit concern. The, the The smart play for Carter might be just to find a guy, no baggage, been a winner, and go from there. And if people complain, they'll complain, and they'll complain right up until Ole Miss was back in the NCAA tournament, which a good coach. A super talk Mississippi <laughs> media production.